Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Well, beautiful day here in New York, and our show today is also all about beauty. And you know how I love doing beauty shows. Joining us today is a very, very special guest. She is the fabulous Giselle like Beyonce, Cher, and Madonna, one name says it all. Only Giselle is a star colorist at the Pierre Michel Salon here in New York City and has been making women, and men too for that matter, more beautiful than before for many, many years. But before I bring on Giselle, first a quick hello to the woman to whom Lord Byron obviously dedicated his ode, She Walks in Beauty, and that would be my producer, the lovely Lori Houston. Are you sure it's not my kitten? <laughs> No, no, that would today that would, that would be you. And I'm feeling very poetic today. So there you have it. Mm, but as you as you know, Lori, <clears throat> when I speak of beauty, it's your inner beauty that's equally important. And you also know that I talk a lot about my mother on the show as she was one of the world's great beauties. Um, and aside from outer beauty, she would say that happy people have a glow to their skin that's undeniable and a lack of enthusiasm for life wrinkles the soul, mm. not to mention your forehead, right? <laughs> for that, they invented Botox. Um, and, you know, I talked a little bit about this last week, but we have to find our own happiness by thinking more positively. And studies have even shown that actively cultivating positive emotions can even boost our immune systems. So it has a profound effect on our health. And then we have to pay it forward, as they say, by spreading that good feeling to others. Now, Lori, I did not tell you what happened last night, did I? You did not. I was taking the bus home. It was late. And this very sweet young girl gets on and her Metro card didn't work. Right. And for those who don't know, we have a very strange system here in New York City. Buses do not take dollar bills. You have to have a Metro card or a ton of quarters enough to do like a year's worth of laundry <laughs> for each ride. And most people don't walk around with that. So anyway, long story short, the driver told this girl to get off. And she was saying she didn't have another way to get home. Well, I was sitting in front and I told her she could swipe my card. And she said, but I don't have much cash to pay you back. And I said, that's okay. Just remember to do it for someone else one day. Nice. And the whole bus smiled, even that nasty driver. <laughs> so today, everyone, try to pay it forward yourself by doing just one nice thing for someone else. And I promise all that good karma will also come back to you. All right, Lori. So our guest today embodies both good karma and beauty, and she shares this with everyone who is lucky enough to meet her. I did recently at the Pierre Michel Salon on East 57th, as I mentioned in the intro, and I have the beautiful blonde hair to show for it. Yes, Giselle is the go-to color expert of celebrities. We're talking Sharon Stone, Renee Zellweger, and Elle McPherson, to name just a very few, along with beauty editors and savvy beauty seekers, beauty seekers alike. She is master of her craft and so renowned for her talent that she is frequently featured in such top publications as In Style, Allure, Elle, and Vogue. And now she is here with us. Welcome to the show, Giselle. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, 
Thank you, Jane, for that introduction. I, I first wanted to get, gather my breath. It was just such a beautiful introduction, and I really appreciate that. And uh, I guess the mention of your mom right away really struck my heart. We both had amazing mothers and strong mothers, and this is why we are where we are at today. I, 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 I tell you something, we, we're going to talk about that because uh, Giselle and I uh, connected on a, a very deep level just when, when we first met, right off the bat. So we're going, to, uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But um, first, let's talk color and beauty, Giselle, and let's get to know you a little better. You came to the beauty business with an innate understanding of the use of color. You were, you are an artist, and you only have to mm-hmm. look at your website to see all your amazing paintings. And And now you, you utilize your artist vision for hair color. Why did you mm-hmm. decide to turn your focus to hair color in, instead of canvas, or along with canvas? Uh, yeah, um, after I went to art school, of course, with an art degree, there's very little you can do except to teach. And I never felt... Uh, directly with the education system. Uh, so I decided to sort of uh, turn the my eye for color, which I think I had as, even as a child, into something, uh, into a profession, and which turned out to be hair color. Um, I had known somebody at the time who was in the hair business, and they had seen my paintings and sort of just my vision for, for changing things, and uh, including decorations and homes, et cetera, like that, uh, and sort of influenced me to go into the hair business and so I thank that person and that's what turned me a, into a hair colorist and the rest is history as they say and right? the rest is history and <laughs> the, so rest is, yeah. the rest is the rest and so and, and so it goes now clear all which is a brand that is mm-hmm. uh, synonymous I guess with with hair color uh, chose you to be their national spokesperson which of course is a, a great honor as well um Tell yes. us about that and all you did for them from makeovers to commercials to, to beauty shoots. Yeah, that was pretty, that was an incredible uh, thing in my life, a uh, historical point in my life. Um, they had known me from my write-ups in the magazines, et cetera, and with the beauty editors, like you said, and uh, interviewed me. And I actually had no idea what the interview was for. I was very naive. And they called me the next day. And uh, I became the spokesperson, sort of the liaison between the outside world, because they knew I was a hair colorist in the salon, to the inside world, uh, to let them know really what was going on out here so they could uh, develop their products, their at-home hair color products. So I helped them with all of the research and development and also did uh, spoke at all their press events and, um, yes, and actually did a few hair color commercials for them. It was really a wonderful ride for three years that I had and uh, to be exposed like that um, and met some wonderful people. So a lot of, you know, people said, how can you speak about hair color at home when you're a hair colorist? But there's always going to be that at home hair colorist, you know, it never gets in the way uh, in my way as a professional hair colorist. No, definitely. And there, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people around the country who who listen to the show also and and can learn uh, techniques and maybe they do do mm-hmm. it at home as well. You know, yes. it's we're not we're not all lucky enough to have the Pierre Michel salon right here in New York City. Right. 
right? That's, and, that's true. I, yes. and I I have to tell you, this is a beauty emporium, and and uh, it's it has everything, and it's very very impressive. And I must say, it also features star stylists like the adorable Mia, who gave me a great haircut. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, so um, now you see so many so many uh, clients. What what are some of their uh, complaints about hair color that you, that you hear from them all the time? Yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest complaints that I can think of are, especially with hair color, that um, the hair is dry and dull. And I think people try to overcompensate for that by, you know, overconditioning the hair. I always say, yes, definitely condition every time you shampoo. But people think by leaving the conditioner on, it's going to help. But in time, conditioner actually can dull the hair if it's not rinsed out thoroughly. So that's one of the biggest complaints. I, I think the other complaint is, They've been elsewhere to get their hair colored because I get new clients and they weren't happy with the hair color. Um, and I think a big uh, thing is that a lot of people can't articulate what they want. There's so many, you know, when you say I want to be blonde, it's like there's a wide spectrum of blonde out there and red and, and brunettes as well. Um, I, I ask clients to bring new clients, you know, come back and bring some photos, uh, anything that can help us understand what they're trying to articulate is good. Um, I think another complaint is, you know, the hair is not shiny enough. It's not bright enough. Um, a lot of times the gray appears too soon and sometimes that can't do anything about that sometimes, <laughs> but I just, I'm, I'm the bearer of bad news a lot of times, which is, Hey, that's what happens as we get older. It does appear much sooner and maintenance is more with a lot of things. So yeah, you know, um, Giselle, I was I was just reading that they are now associating gray hair with with uh, heart conditions, and I'm going, well, then everybody has to have a heart condition because who doesn't turn yeah. gray? I mean, at some point, yeah. right? Isn't that pretty I, sort of the um, process there are of aging? A rare few. It is a process. It's usually genetic. I do have one client who, uh, an elderly woman who has maybe two gray hairs in her head, and I'm always telling her you're like the rarity and she thinks I'm wow. just complimenting her, but I'm like, no, you, you have no, she has like a child's hair, but um, yeah, gray is usually more genetic. If one of your parents has gray, then you're you are probably going to gray as well. It's interesting because my daughter is 28 and she found a few gray hairs mm-hmm. in her head. She's going to pull them out, mom, just pull them out, pull them out. I said, what people are going to think you're old. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> And I would say, when you can pull them out, you know you're, yeah, I know I'm too, and they're like, oh, I have so many grays. I'm like, you have three. If you can pull them out, you're not gray. It's when you can't pull them out anymore, that's when you, you know. Yeah, you know when, you, when, when you have to take out your entire hair, <laughs> you have to take your whole head off, you have to scalp exactly, yourself exactly. to take out your brain. You have right? no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of times that I, I also uh, get questions, you know, I know that, that like choosing the right color uh, in foundation, you know, with all the choices out there. And, you know, as you mm-hmm. know, Giselle, you only have to go to the uh, Bloomingdale's Cosmetic floor to have an instant yeah, anxiety yeah, attack, crazy. right? It, it's so yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> But, you know, it's not like you can wash off the color once you do your hair. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bringing pictures is is fine, but who knows if that even really does fit your your particular complexion or your right. hair. So how, mm-hmm. I mean, can you, should you try in some wigs? I mean, how do you really determine if they're not? I mean, you will determine for them. Not everyone is lucky enough to, to have you make that decision. So what is the best way, right. to, you know, to decide? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's usually it, complexion is a big uh, deciding factor and your eye color. And normally, uh, generally speaking, you know, they say that with the veins under your arm, under your forearm, and uh, if your veins are cool colored, like blue tones, and you're normally like your, your skin is cool. You're more like the Nordic looking uh, with the light eyes and the pale skin. And usually that looks better with cooler toned hair as well. Um, if your veins are greenish, then you have the warm skin tones, which usually look better with the warm tones in your hair. I mean, it's pretty simple uh, color 101. You know, if you have warm tones, you, the warm tones actually look better in your hair. And if you're cooler, the cooler tones are better. If you have darker skin, then you can sort of pull off, you know, really vibrant colors, uh, the darker skin tone, tones like bright reds and, you know, deep browns. And uh, that's, I mean, that's sort of color 101. There's other factors involved, which we could go on and on. Um, you know, your lifestyle, how, how much maintenance do you want uh, hair color to be? Um, but I think mostly it is the complexion and, you know, your eye color. Um, right. Well, that that's um, that is you know, it's interesting. My mother was was red. Um, she had mm -hmm. bright red hair, and then uh, my father was blonde. But I can I pick up that red pigment no matter what. So some people can let's say color their hair at home, and they get that that wonderful blonde. If I ever if I ever attempted that, I would be <laughs> the the nastiest red orange because that's what I that's what I pick up, you know, and, and, and anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so it's also right. genetic, I guess, how your hair reacts to various colors. That's why you should really go to yeah, an so expert. Always, also, if I think if you are coloring at home, which I used to say when I was speaking, um, on Carol's behalf, um, you know, when you're choosing, well, even I, you know, who know a little bit, I do know a little bit of hair color, but I go into a store and there's such a variety to choose from. And it, it really is difficult for the consumer. Um, but if you just sort of narrow it down to not going two shades either way, lighter or darker, then you can't go too far wrong. Um, but when people are trying, you know, with very dark hair, even black hair, trying to be, you know, uh, Jessica Simpson color, it's impossible. You know, it's impossible for me to do that professionally. Right. So you, you really, you know, then we start talking about what we were given, you know, naturally, you don't want to go too far away from that. If you want it looking natural, of course, then you can do purple or blue if you want to go. <laughs> yeah, in, in New York, extreme, you don't even it. notice it. I mean, people walk around with purple hair, pink yeah. hair. I mean, you just like, you don't even look it's at it over. anymore. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's just, or yeah. have the highlights that, you know, like purple highlights and or green highlights or, uh, you know, I think that's like, what, I don't know, maybe I haven't seen green, but I've seen purple <laughs> and, and all kinds purple of. Purple and lots yeah. of peacock blue, yeah. And in London, you see professionals with uh, bright colored um, pastel hair and it's kind of cool walking around with grease cases and purple hair and, 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 pa and pastel hair oh that's next on me beware I'm just this I'm just warning okay. you <laughs> next I'd like some uh, blue hair peacock blue as it were but you know well let's talk blonde I mean let's take a particular color group uh again there's so many uh, variations and and a lot of people think okay um if you're if you're blonde, you want to be like blonde, blonde, blonde. And sometimes there are too mm -hmm. many highlights, and you become one color. It no longer looks mm -hmm. like highlights. You're just all mm -hmm. that kind of white hair color. Single process. Uh, single mm -hmm. process, uh, which is what mm -hmm. you know, sort of have highlights to not have that look. Now, how do you work mm -hmm. with that? Yeah, I always, uh, even when 
they don't ask for low lights, it's, it's important to add some contrast into your hair just to make, I always think the best color hair is when it's looking like a child's hair. You know, if you look into a, a child's head of hair, it, there's never one tone. It's all, it's a variety of uh, colors in there, and especially the blondes, there's beiges and sand colors and golden colors. And you try to do that with hair color. Um, and so adding, you know, just doing straight highlights, which, which you can do if somebody's naturally blonde to begin with, but normally people do need more than one tone in there. And I do that with low lighting. Um, and <clears throat> sometimes it's, when you say that to a client, it does scare the person because they think they're going to be dark, but I, I always reassure them that, no, they're still going to be blonde. It's just going to be a more interesting looking blonde and more natural. Mm-hmm. And uh, it keeps the hair from getting too, like you said, too one color. It breaks it up and, and it gives contrast with the skin. I think we need dark and light. It's yin yang, you know, you need both. <laughs> right. No, that's so, very uh, true. Because again, the blonde yeah. is uh, too many, and too many highlights probably makes your hair look over processed. If you continue to get highlights, mm-hmm. it's drying mm-hmm. because I guess it is bleach, yes, right? So that's. Um, yes. And then it stops reflecting light and then it looks dull and you go spiraling down the hair color hole. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, as it as it were. Um, now, also, you know, sometimes you get a cut in the salon, as you know, and it looks great when you're in the salon, but when you get home, you go, oh my God, <laughs> what have I done, right? Yeah. And you can't keep it up. Um, now, mm-hmm. maintaining your color between visits, is there, uh, are there colors that are easier to maintain? Should you look for, you know, if you do too much, maybe you can't, you have to come in for your roots every couple of weeks instead of every couple of um, weeks. <laughs> Which you, have to anyway. um, you know, is there a, is, is there a, a formula for, for easier to maintain color or do you just, you know, yes, yes. Um, um, well, the most difficult color to maintain is red. Uh, red, any tone of red fades the fastest more than any other color. Um, so that is the most difficult to maintain. Um, there are shampoos and rinses that you can do with red hair that you can give to the client to bring home or, or tell them what to get in the store to keep it looking vibrant. Um, I recommend with any color uh, gloss, which I always say when people ask, what does it really do? It's, it's similar to a wax on the floor where it seals the color in and the color of life lasts a little bit longer. Um, so I highly recommend you know, just a clear gloss and also to, to give shine to the hair. Um, again, you know, not going too far away from your natural color will be much easier maintenance, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, trimming reg- regular trims keep the color looking better. A lot of people, you know, don't understand that concept, but it's true because when your hair, the ends get dry, it's just the color looks dull. So keeping the hair in good shape all around, um, always condition the hair, you know, after shampooing and, you know, once in a while, if it's very bad, do some more deep conditioners, maybe once a month. Um, so and, they, and they also have, have Giselle, like, um, co- like powders for like covering gray and roots that you can use mm-hmm. in, in between. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, is that like, does That's that good. stain That's your hair? Some of them, I get, you know, I haven't used them all or seen them all used, but uh, some of them are very safe to use for in between seeing me. There's something, uh, there's a crayon that you can use that I recommend to my clients um, that 
washes right out, so it doesn't alter the hair color. Uh, and yes, there are sprays and powders and mascara wands that you can do on the roots. I usually recommend them more for, you know, not to color the whole head, but I do a lot of professional women and they tie their hair back and the gray is showing around the front and you can just mm-hmm. fill in that area. So that they, they come in really handy. Now, mm-hmm. how, how often should you get um, touch-ups? And then we'll see how often you should get highlights with the, you know, if you're, if you're blonde or, or you want highlights. Um, how do you wait till the roots get half inch, an inch? I mean, should you let it, is it better to have a little longer root so you can work with it or? Well, um, it does become a personal choice. Yeah, I, have I guess. To wait a really long time, and it's 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 too long. But you know, some people don't mind roots. But I have other clients who are fanatics, and they're here, you know, one to two weeks, so um, they yeah. can't stand to see one gray. Or uh, I, I work in the business, and I I'm horrible. I you know I can't even maintain my own hair. But um, so the same process normally on the average lasts just the way the hair grows, you know, between four to six weeks is a single process. A highlight is normally like three, two to four months, let's say. So you shouldn't uh, really you have highlights every time that you do your roots, basically. Well, not everybody does the roots on highlights. You know, there's some people right, that some just do, do highlights. Just highlight. uh, some people in this world have no gray hair. <laughs> They don't. (laughs) They don't. One of the things, you know, there there are a few things about getting older that I think are are. uh, uh, Please tell me what they are. Um, your your hair can grow out lighter. You know, you maybe don't need such okay. <laughs> process anymore. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. That that's it. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah, that's the only good thing. That's the only good thing. I was waiting for a whole list. You're no, like, no, no, no. You know, they had. They they had a, uh, a store in one of the magazines, you know, in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and, and beyond. In 20s, I mean, you're beautiful, and you're young, and you're vibrant, mm-hmm. and you're 30s, and you got the, By the yeah. time I got to your 60s, it's like, we're, we're not even yeah. writing, we're not even going to write about this. <laughs> There's no hope. I know. <laughs> but I guess if we put it into, uh, then, you know, as you would say, and I know you would agree, is like, appreciate that, you know, you take a photograph, like, yeah. 40 years old when you looked at the photo you were like oh I look so old and now I look back I'm like oh just appreciate no. every moment really exactly this appreciate it, it. This you're never it. you're never yeah. going to be as young as you are this very second so you deal with that's, it <laughs> that's right so take a photo today second. and say wow I look pretty good for whatever age yeah. <laughs> right right, right. so let, let's talk about summer for a little bit. Rumor has it that it that it will be here at some point. Um, and you know we're talking sun, <laughs> we're talking chlorine. Although it's kind of chilly today, uh, we're talking sun. We're talking mm-hmm. chlorine. You know, uh, speaking of chlorine, that's why I avoid pools. I, I say because I don't want my hair to turn green, but actually it's because I don't want to get into a bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, does that affect this chlorine? And salt water, uh, you know, when you go to the ocean, you can sort of wrap the towel around and sort of go in and then leave it on the beach. Is it bad, right. chlorine and, and also salt water from the ocean? Uh, chlorine is bad, especially if you're blonde. Uh, it, it, it does usually blonde hair grabs uh, things more than any other color. Uh, I always recommend to clients to, you know, our hair is like a sponge wet your hair first and you know when the sponge is wet it doesn't absorb so wet your hair thoroughly before and it won't absorb the chlorine that's the most important thing 
and also to rinse it out and shampoo every time you go into chlorine and, and condition, uh, rinse thoroughly. Um, you know, on the beach, the best thing is a hat <laughs> that covers the best. Yeah. And there are <laughs> there are products um, that have spray on, just like sunscreen for your skin, sunscreen for hair, which does protect the hair. It's like an oil. So any barrier between your hair and the sun will be good to protect the hair. But salt water, not so much. Um, you know, it does dry. Salt dries out the hair. But chlorine is really the worst. So make sure you wet your hair and rinse very well afterwards. I also recommend I've, I've, a, a, a burka because that covers everything. And sunglasses. You can be ageless. Really, you can wear whatever you want. You can look, you can have crow's feet, you can have what gray hair. Wear it and, and cover head to toe. <laughs> Long sleeves, yeah, preferable. Sit under a tent. <laughs> sit under a tent. And nobody will know. Close the door. <laughs> Close the door. And nobody, I told, I told all my friends, you know, I'm going to give them one candle. And if everyone lights it, I'll finally be able to go out at night. <laughs> I mean, during the day, rather, I should say. Because <laughs> everyone looks better in candlelight. I suggest yeah, you bring that to the... Up. To the, to the beach in your little tent, just like candles, oh and you'll look gorgeous, goodness. right? What can I tell well, you? Well, I think it was Catherine Deneuve. I think it was Catherine Deneuve or some other actress who knew when she would go out to dinner the exact way, you know, she wouldn't sit in a chair. Somebody seated her there because she knew the lighting was wrong on that. You know, she would change chairs. She knew exactly where to sit. I'm not sure if it was her. Don't quote me. No, that's me. That's me. I've been talking to oh, my husband. I always have to say, just, I wonder if the light, you know, sometimes you're you're in a restaurant and you go, I'm, I don't kind of like this. It's too close to the window. <laughs> it's too close to the right. <laughs> You know, the light just streams in. No, 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 no. We don't want this. You um, want it back. So it's done. I mean, there are all kinds of tricks that you can play after a oh, while. Oh, yeah. But then you can't see if there's not enough light. Oh, gosh. That's even better. That's better. We could it's, go on know. and on with that stuff. <laughs> I suggest everyone take your glasses off, take your contacts out when I have lunch with you. So, uh, actually, actually. So what, what can I tell you? Now, I have yeah. to, to talk. We're, we're going to get into lifestyle tips in a minute. But when I did meet you, we mentioned this a little bit at first. When I when I did meet you, we, we did connect on a very deep level. And your mother and mm-hmm. my really went through similar and and I talked about my mother and and beauty as a matter of fact I actually had to put her in a in a in a home and yet she I think still thought she was um you know beauty was still very much a part of her life she would tell people that um you know blue is your color fellow residents they mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> and, or, you know, I'll meet you at the piano bar at five. I thought she might have uh, thought she was in Venice or Paris. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, wish, I, wish, I, I wish I were there, too. What can I tell you? It's harder on the, on the family. Um, it's on the actual, yes. uh, you know, loved one. So, and it was, it's yeah. hard for you. But we connected through this wonderful, um, through the hearts. And, and Lori's also mm-hmm. very very much for, for, for hearts and, and she has a wonderful soul as well, wonderful heart and soul. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I was wearing a, a, a heart uh, as a, an, a, on a necklace uh-huh. and it's I yeah. heart radio. So suddenly we, just, we have so much in, in common. It's just, yeah. it was, it was yeah. really wonderful. So how are you doing? Yes. Are you my mother collected hearts and actually I was just uh, at my mom's home this weekend and she had so many hearts, but it's like, Phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, when I saw your heart around your necklace and you're from iHeartRadio, I was like, okay, this is not a pure coincidence. This I don't believe it. Um, and, and, yeah, and the timing of my mother uh, 
she was in hospice care at that time, um, and it happened soon after. You know, there's definitely a reason, I believe, for our meeting and a reason for everything in life. And sometimes you don't realize what they are until, you know, later, but uh, I believe that. And I think she would agree with me, for sure. Definitely. And um, I also say you should look for things that uh, will, will are sent to you from, from your loved ones, mm-hmm. not to mm-hmm. another another life um yeah. probably a, be- a better life of certainly our mothers at the end it was you know the quality when the quality of life is no longer there you yeah. you, you know they're hopefully going to be uh, or will be in a, in a better place and um i think that you look for things you will see hearts and you'll say you'll relate them to her that she's really thinking about you so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's 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 important. So I was saying that my mother designed the uh, the Nike swoosh, not the Nike swoosh for the shoe, but for the Newport uh, cigarette, because she was uh, friends with the tobacco company. That was years ago when people didn't mind it as much. Oh. Uh, she never smoked, uh-huh. but she designed it. So every mm-hmm. time I, I I could walk down the street and I see yeah. like you know ten packs of Newports in front of me, and I'm going, yeah. well, she must really be thinking of wow. this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I also collect. I love owls, and uh, the day after my mom passed. Uh, this was a little freaky, um, and it was daytime, and now owls are nocturnal animals, and I think I've only spotted a real owl once in my life update, which was a long, long time ago. Um, I was in a room, which I call my, sort of my prayer yoga room, and it's a big window looking out to these trees, and I was actually lying on the floor and sitting up in sort of, you know, prayer position, and I looked out, this was like day, not exactly the day, days after my mother passed, there was an owl in the tree looking at me during the day. I thought maybe I was hallucinating because, you know, people say, oh, you, you know, it's going to be hard emotionally and you're going to, you know, go crazy. For... And I, I actually grabbed my phone as fast as I could to call my partner and uh, to tell him, you know, in case I don't get these photos, I just want you to know. I just thought, no, well, no, my gosh, I got to hang up here to get the photos. And I took the photos uh, without my glasses on. So I just snap, snap, snap. And then I couldn't see them, you know, because actually owls are like camouflaged into the trees. It's amazing. Then I went into this app that's called Camera Bag and I blew it up. And there's that owl staring at me. Oh, my God. That sounds chill. At 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Wow. No, it, was, it was like wow. just this gorgeous owl. And when he caught or she caught my eye, um, she flew off. Unbelievable. So that was, yeah. The, that was a visit for sure to see if everything was okay. I really believe that. And, and I also, you know, I went to a shaman after my mother passed, and she said your mother mm-hmm. also will will come to you in the form of a, a of a butterfly. And would you believe also similar mm-hmm. to the owl? They mm-hmm. usually don't have mm-hmm. too many butterflies in New York City, but there was one on the on my terrace oh. that just was this beautiful monarch butterfly, and it was like right and after, just out. like with the. Mm-hmm. Just like, and, and as soon as yeah. that, and, and then it turned out that for my my book, the cover is a butterfly, and I didn't I didn't even design that; it just came to me oh, through, through that. Right. So it was it was um, it is so so spiritual, and you connect so deeply. and And I did um, yeah. connect with you, and it was such a pleasure to uh, to meet you. And I will um, cer- also, cer- certainly be be back. <laughs> very soon as a matter yeah. of fact just, just just so you know uh, anytime, <laughs> um, anytime. But, but but why don't we leave if we can close the show mm-hmm. on just your your lifestyle tips in general for health and for beauty i think all of us would like to know because you are very beautiful i should add that too oh thank you you're very sweet 
my lifestyle tips are sort of, you know, what, speaking of mothers, I guess I, I've inherited a lot of her uh, thoughts about life and, and direction. She gave me all the direction. And uh, I, I think, oh, here comes that word. This was not a plan, but follow your heart. Um, a lot of times when you're younger, you don't do that because of whatever reason, fear. And I learned as I've gotten older to really trust your heart. And if you hear something and answer, that is usually the gut answer is usually the right answer. I can, you know, 99% guarantee that. I will also, I've lived, and I know you have too, the experience of not doing that in your past and right. you know, it gets you nowhere mm-hmm. <laughs> in trouble and uh, have been down that road. So I, I have learned to trust my heart and my mother lived by that. Um, and also to keep things, you know, don't complicate things too much. Um, things are pretty simple. When my mother was, still sort of, uh, she wasn't sedated with any morphine at this point. It was like maybe two months before the hospice care, she could still speak. And I, uh, I was just so in awe of her accepting death. And she knew she was dying in bed because um, she wasn't getting out of bed anymore. And I said, how do you do that? You know, like, I want the answers. Like, how do you do this? How do you do this? And she said, you learn as you go. And I was like, whoa. And I, you know, I didn't want to cry in front of her. I was like, She's right. You know, how am I going to know what this is like until I'm in bed? You know, it's like uh, we can't, you know, we can't predict anything. You just got to trust that we're doing the right thing today. And that's it. Uh, You know, I have nothing more to say. That is true. That is so, so, so true and so, so beautiful. I had a slightly different experience when I went to visit my mother and her moment of lucidity when they said, your daughter's here. And she looked at me and said, she should really, that's not my daughter. My daughter would never uh, not comb her hair. (laughs) So it was all beauty. (laughs) (laughs) So the next time I came, I had it blown out before I came, right? So she she was always into into beauty. So, well, Giselle, you are beautiful inside and out. I have to tell you, and it and such a your vibrations over the phone, even like it is true. Really, yeah. It it is such a treat treat to have to have met you tell everyone where where uh we can find you i know where to find you where they where can they find you at the pierre michelle salon on 57th street Uh, yes 135 east 57th we're on the third floor and it's uh on the corner of lexington and park oh sorry wait what street am i on 57th and lexington Lexington. (laughs) there you go so uh yeah that's where you can find me all right Thank you again. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it was really, really our pleasure. Everyone, that's our show today. Thank you again, Giselle. And thank you, Laurie, as always. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins, Michael. I'll see you very soon. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.